Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Ben. And I'm Dak. And we are the guys who did this. Today we will be continuing our journey through the Expanse Book 1, Leviathan Wakes, with chapters 44 through 49. Um, they're great Wait. chapters. Yes. Big warning, we will be covering adult subjects and discussing spoilers for both the books and the show potentially. So watch out. Yeah, we're getting we're getting real close to the end here, folks. So everything is a spoiler at this point. Some, so some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, we started chapter 44 with Miller, our boy. He's in his feelings once again. He's always, always in his feelings. Always. Always. He's actually kind of, he's like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the secret. And he is on Tycho Station. Uh, he he is staring out the window. He's he has a whiskey. He's not really drinking it. He just needs it to as an excuse to sit there and look out uh, at the stars. He's looking at the Naboo. Interesting. He really likes looking at the Naboo. Um, and he's wishing he was back on the Rocinante. He he thinks about where the Rocinante is. And he's like, huh, man, it'd be nice to be hanging out with uh, the gang once again. But alas, they all hate me. Classic. That will not be happening. So he, you know, he's really, he's really down. He's been down. Feel kind of bad for Miller, but he, he, you know, he made his choices. He did what he had to do. Um, of course, our favorite ghost, Julie Mao, is sitting next to him as always. Uh, and Miller's thinking about how he regrets that he didn't save her. Uh, he's really, he's really thinking about all of the choices and actions that he's, that he's made and and done across the, the course of this book and his whole life. Um, but then he, he kind of thinks about it. He's like, well, I actually, I accomplished everything that I set out to do uh, when I left series. I, we found Julie. He did. She was dead, but we did find <laughs> her. Uh, we found who killed her. They definitely did that. And yep. then he got revenge on who killed her. Mr. Mr. Dresden what was what was yeah, his Dresden. First name? I know Mr. First Evil. Name. Mr. James Bond villain. Mr. James Dresden. Um oh no, we have a James Holden already. No, Mr. No. Tyler, Tyler Dresden. Nice. Well, <laughs> nice. I like it. Really close to Tyler Durden. That mm-hmm. was what I thought of immediately. Um and yeah. So he's like, well, why do I I still feel bad, but I did everything I needed to do, which is a very relatable feeling. Um is very funny. So we have a really good um, Julie quote, which is where is this? At the top of Miller brain page. quote. Is actually oh, more accurate. Yeah. Well, I, again, we should probably talk about this, but I, you know, the quotes start getting they start these don't seem like there's something that is coming from Miller's head, in my opinion. And let me read this. You maybe uh, you all listening, you decide uh, <laughs> if this is a Miller brain quote or if perhaps something else is going on. Miller brain. You knew it couldn't last, Julie said. Holden, his crew, you knew you didn't really belong there. You belong with me. <laughs> this is definitely and- Miller brain. Why? <laughs> it sounds like something exactly like something Miller would say. And then after that, a sudden shot of adrenaline shoots through his heart. He looks around, but Julie is gone. 
Oh, no. You think that this you belong with me quote is Dude, just obviously brain. hallucinating. He's like out about this. He's hallucinating. I this man is I messed think up. That this is very impact. I think that the proto molecule is influencing. No, this is not brain. how the proto molecule works. A quite a bit. This is not how the proto molecule works at all. To me, it is clear. It is clear that this is not just him at this point. No, it is not the proto molecule. I'm gonna go call the author right now. For one, one big reason is because at first, like the proto molecule was like learning to recreate Miller in the later books. Yes. So, and he like Miller didn't make sense in his talkings and stuff, and was all weird. So the fact that like he's having, he's going well, Miller's gonna have more conversations with this uh, Julie in his head, and like she's saying stuff like this. I I feel like yeah. that points to that Miller. Uh, yeah, this is Miller. And then also like you don't belong in the Rosinante. That that feels totally Millery. Um yeah. And he's also like was obsessed with Julie before. Like it yeah, this is this is he textbook. Was. This is just getting it's getting weirder and it's clearly pulling him in a direction that uh I mean most sane people would not choose to do what he decides to do later in this book. Well, I mean, that's fair. I think that kind of, not really. I mean, his situation is so dire, though. Like, like he, yeah. I, it says this in the book. It's like, well, he's probably eventually Earth's gonna be like, well, you just killed Dresden for no reason in cold blood. That's that uh, murder, murder that for life, murder. You're going to jail, and yep. um, yeah. So he's facing that, and like the OPA. Red's not necessarily his best friend either. Um, so, true. yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Julie, the Julie weird. quotes, the Julie quotes, this is the, they started to get weird, I think, maybe last week. And uh, they're continuing to get a little stranger. A little weird. My opinion. Um, so, so he thinks about that. Miller, again, continuing to be extremely depressed, thinks about other... Uh, police officers and cops that he's known that have killed themselves. Uh, and he literally is like, well, hmm, I, I'm a little worried about what my thoughts right now. Um, but I'm just going to, we're going to take it easy for a little bit and hopefully I'm fine. <laughs> so he's really just not in a good state of mind uh, in any way. Sure. Um, he thinks about how the, the in-house shrink, as he calls, uh, I'm assuming the psychologist for the cops on series, that he's like, well, that person used to call it suicidal ideation. <laughs> Probably should have put a content warning for that at the beginning of this. Probably do that, Dak, actually, now that I think about that. Um, so he, so he's worried about that. Um, and he's, he's thinking about that he needs to be careful. And he doesn't want these thoughts to go any further. Let me go a little further. Um, but again, are they really his thoughts? Yeah. Who could say? Yes. Not me. Um, after this, he he gets up. And he's like, all right. I got to get a job. So our boy needs a job. Because he has nothing to do. And he's running out of money. For huge. With him. So... We skip ahead a little bit, and Miller is still rooming with our boy Diogo. Uh, Diogo is the man, in my opinion. 
and he's like asking Diogo, hey, do you know any people who may have a job for me? He's been looking for a job, and it's kind of hard to find a job on series right now uh, from what Miller says, which he thinks is kind of surprising. So he hasn't had one. He hasn't found one yet. And he was like, okay, I think I may know a person that is looking for a security guard. And I was like, okay, great. I'll go talk to him. Um, but then more importantly, Diego was like, hey, uh, Arrow started talking. I was like, what? Uh, and Diego talks about how they hacked into a broadcast feed from Eros. And now you can just listen to the noises of Eros. Which is strange. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And Miller, he gives Miller the channel. Miller goes to that channel, puts his headphones on, and starts listening. (laughs) Again, he's not. This is a little strange. At first, he's listening. He 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 hears just kind of static and some kind of like some electric noises. Um, But then he thinks he hears like a faint orchestra in the background. And then a clear voice is talking about rabbits and hamsters and other stuff. Uh, and then Miller hears another voice, uh, and then another, and soon it's just a bunch of random voices popping in and out, repeating things, um, over and over. And Miller just keeps listening to this, and he and he lays down to bed, and he goes to sleep, listening to the sounds of the people that of arrows. Would not be my first choice. It's not what I would do. Yeah. It- and this is the music scene we actually talked about in the earlier episode that I forgot still exists in the books. They're oh, like, you're right. Oh, yeah, they I made music. <laughs> that Diogo, he mentions that him and his buddies made music and they sampled some of the voices and sounds that they heard. This is messed up. Imagine if people were like putting dope. like, I don't know, just like I don't, the sounds of people like screaming well, from a terrorist it's not attack. Like, it's not screaming though. It's more like I mean, it is people just like talking. But all those people are dead though. Like I know, but like it'd be like if to me, it's more like sampling like an old quote from like JFK or something like that. Like you hear in lo-fi songs all the time. Um, no, not even yeah. close. Not even mean? close. This is not. No. They said these things when they were alive. It's not like they said these things after they were their goo what no what no it's like all weird noises and stuff from these people they're it's talking not, they're talking not, from it's not the like weird... normal talks though it's like yeah but it's from it's they're the, the things that the proto molecule is saying and repeating are things that these people said when they were alive it's still it's it. still not uh and it's also not like very from what it says it's it's like they're like weird noises from people who are now dead. I don't know. Yeah, I mean to be clear, I don't like think taste. this. I don't think this is normal or good, or <laughs> that it sounds. I wouldn't listen to it. Uh, I wouldn't listen to the feed while maybe right. they trying to fall asleep. Yeah, you'd have some weird dreams. Imagine the but dreams you'd have. But I don't think it's like it's not as weird as like listening to like a war crime happening. Hmm. All right, there. it's definitely in between you there you though. Hear, because they like, don't hear people. There aren't people just like screaming and crying. There might be yes, but it's still, it's still the sounds. It's it's almost like the sounds of like, I don't know. Even if it's not people screaming, it's still like, I don't know. All those people are dead in there. I don't know. Feels weird. Feels feels odd. Do you, do you feel weird when you watch dead people talk on YouTube? That's not the same thing at all. Why? Why not? 
because it's not the dead people saying those things like if or the sounds of like those things happening like what about when are the car talk guys still alive what about when you listen to reruns of car talk are they alive still they might not be alive still no it's not about the person being dead it's about like it's the actual like place where it's like if people put like mics i don't know by some natural disaster or something like even though it isn't but it'd be the people talking like normal before the no, disaster no, 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 no. happened. But it's not yeah, before. It this is yeah, after. All those people are dead. They like goo yeah, themselves. Yeah, but the things you're listening to are just like the normal. Are, are, I mean, no, it's, it's not normal conversation, though. It's yes, like... what do you, like Point to something that isn't normal conversation. Though, so there are... You can pick out normal voices in there, but it's also like weird noises like happening. So you're also like listening to this goo just like go right. ham. Yeah, so it's like going in and out. It's like listening to people. That part is the weird part because all those people are dead. It's like if you people were like, I don't know. There's no real situation to like compare it to because this is obviously not real. But I don't know. It just uh, I don't have the. It's the fact have... that the people are dead, and you're recording the people who are dead. Is the weird part. Because, millions like, of people because it hasn't like already been recorded right saying? yeah it's not the oh, okay. same thing I, as like I, watching somebody I, who has died it's I'm on, I'm on the same page I it's like if jfk's corpse like got up and started making noises <laughs> then it's like That'd let's be, make a song okay that actually sounds pretty tight though yeah. like <laughs> if, if i want to see this now it better if like if undead jfk got up and started doing speeches <laughs> we would need to record it that, would definitely like. put it in a song i got oh, yeah. yeah that would definitely happen mm-hmm. at some point it's definitely a weird oh. gray area because it, it you're right it's not <laughs> it's not like directly proportional to like the sounds of a natural disaster like people dying but it's also i don't think the same thing as just like listening to people beforehand yeah that's weird that's fair weird i would definitely listen to it i don't i wouldn't fall asleep to it no you don't want to fall asleep to that stuff no i feel like you it would it would be bad for you no you should do have you tried falling asleep to youtube videos about black holes that doesn't sound no, no I don't, falling asleep what you to want YouTube to fall asleep videos. to what Hello. yeah yeah about black holes and then you have, you have dreams weird, about like space a, and stuff weird relationship with youtube i don't i don't experience <laughs> youtube the same way that you do youtube is is like half my entertainment yeah i wonder see, how much not, it's maybe like two percent of my entertainment. Maybe. See, that's not. This is not healthy. I think we. <laughs> I think we all need <laughs> to be on the YouTube train. For oh. yes, for you. Hmm. But, all right, uh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. Uh, but yes. So, uh, Miller has. Uh, you know, he's fast asleep. He's listening to a bunch of dead people. He's having a great time, and then we jump ahead again. Assumedly the next day, but maybe a couple days in advance. I'm not sure. He's talking to a hiring manager, the the guy that Diogo pointed him to. And uh, the manager doesn't really want to hire him. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you, you, you were good here. But then uh, there's a little bit of an employment gap. And, uh, you know, I probably, we, I think we all know what uh, you were doing during that employment gap. And, uh, yeah, Miller at first is confused. He's like, what do you mean my last job was series but then he's like oh yeah wait i was like doing military opa stuff um so that assumedly makes your resume not horribly attractive to people but it does seem weird because Tycho station is framed as like being like an opa hub 
Right. So you think that like a lot of people would be involved with the OPA in some way or form, especially as it's like a proto belt government. So I'm not entirely sure why this guy is so weird about that. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? I, that, that I think is, it's kind of strange to me. I think it's more like the fact that he was famous for murdering that person. You think? But did that go? Did that get out that Miller specifically? Like, do people? Yeah, man. Remember, know everybody like did. knows like that he killed. Remember, he's at the bar and they're like, "Yo, oh yeah, that's my true. boy who killed the big bad dude, <laughs> my murderer, my homie." Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but, or, or that's like yeah. I mean, that's the reason Fred gives too. But I think it is it is slightly weird that he does like say. Oh, you're with the OPA, and we're at this basically OPA run station. Right. Yeah. I that that part, I was just like, this. Assumedly, like every other person you talk to is going to be involved with them in some way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would. Also, it's in space. Like you, I don't know. You only got a, a certain amount of people you can choose from. Either yeah. way, this guy turns him down. He's like, you know, your resume is great, but uh, I just don't think it'll be a good fit. Um. So pretty brutal for Miller. So the job hunt continues. But however, we jump right ahead. And Miller's in Fred Johnson's office. And we jump into the conversation. And Fred is like, oh, you know, we could use a man with your uh, experience with crowd control and cuffing people and other (laughs) general police experience. And Miller's like, oh, yeah, nice. Great. Um, That'd be great. Uh, But then Fred's like, so the problem here is that you... You murdered Justin. You killed this guy. And everyone knows it. Um, and that is not going to go over well with the Earth government, with uh, any sort of peace negotiation that's happening. Like, you are going to be a hot topic at any of those conversations. Because regardless of what Justin did, assumedly, uh, the UN is going to want some retribution for not maybe not retribution justice i guess is that a weird word to use justice, justice. For Dresden? yeah i think justice <laughs> is the better word feels wrong it feels dirty and gross but um but yeah let's see what was i gonna what was i gonna look at here uh shoot actually i was gonna read a quote from here but i can't exactly remember what uh, i was going to pull from but basically, Fred is like, uh, they're, they're talking through it. Um, Miller, basically, Fred, oh, yeah, I know what I was going to talk about. So so Fred was, Fred kind of pushes Miller on, the, like, essentially why he, the actions that he took uh, on, on Thoth Station. Um, Fred says that you killed Dresden. That is a problem. Uh, Miller says it needed to happen. Fred says that uh, he's not sure it did. Uh, and his voice says that his voice is careful, testing. Miller smiles, and he says, that's why it needed to happen. That, Classic. you know, generally that is Miller's whole, that is his, like, whole character, and I show him the whole, we've had this conversation with Holden multiple times now. Miller has thought about this multiple times. He has those weird dreams about <laughs> the black smoke coming out of Dresden's mouth. Th- this is... Everyone think to him. Everyone thinking that Dresden did need to die is proof that <laughs> Dresden did need to die. Which is <laughs> when you say that out loud, <laughs> concerning. <laughs> a little concerning. <laughs> it's definitely some interesting logic. 
Yeah, it is. But also, I mean, again, I, I, we, I, I understand where he's coming from. But yeah, it is, uh, it, you know, if everyone's going left and you're the only one going right and it's that right is murdering uh, someone. That's you what know, they want you to think, man. That is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Miller's just sitting there like, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's literally him right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Miller. Um, yeah. Fred's like, okay. Um, I, 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 you're saying good things. I, I, you know, I understand that you're not insane, but we just have slight differences of opinion. Uh, however, like if we, if we have to start negotiating, I'm not going to be able to protect you. And Miller's like, that's fine. I don't even care. Like you don't have to. Um, and he thinks about Julie saying you belong with me again. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and Miller's like, you know what? I got no regrets, baby. Um, (laughs) And if there's a judge out there who wants to ask me something, I will answer. So Miller, not a lot of worries at this point in his life. He just he he just wants a job right now because again, he can't afford an apartment. And he looked like an apartment. As we all do. Yeah. And so Fred is like, okay, you know what? I don't know. I I struggle to trust you, but I'm going to give you an independent contractor position with the OPA. Wow. So he's essentially, uh, you know, no benefits, no strings attached. He's the OPA Uber. No healthcare. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is the future. No livable wage. That a lot of businesses in the United States want. This is Prop 22 in a nutshell. But Miller is... But Miller did kill a dude, so... I mean, I mean he committed some crimes. Yeah, I mean, that's... They're trying to form a government here at some point. Fred's like, you're going to be a bad look on that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, but he he does get a job as a independent security consultant. So, pretty good. And then immediately, Fred asks his newly appointed independent security consultant what his number one problem is. And Miller says... Containment about the protomolecule, the the news about the protomolecule, and then also the protomolecule itself um, is his biggest issue at the moment. Because Earth and Mars are going to find out about it sooner rather than later, very likely. Um, And they're going to have to ideally make sure that no one gets access to it. No one goes and grabs a bunch of protomolecule and uses it for more nefarious purposes. So Miller comes up with his genius idea of piloting the Naboo in a big arc to hit Eros and knock it into the sun. Brilliant. So... Uh, yeah, so that there's no more protomolecule for anyone to harvest and use in any sort of nefarious capacity. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure why nobody thought of this before, <laughs> or like, because it's clear that Fred wants the protomolecule gone too, because that makes his poker chip bigger too, right? Fred uh, immediately agrees. Fred's like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, this is great. This is the best idea I've heard all day." He he's like, "Yeah, great." He like looks out. 
what what, what does he do he he's like the mormons are gonna be pissed yeah. <laughs> first, he like looks out at the naboo after like thinking about it for five seconds he's like wow those mormons are gonna fucking hate us but like he's in <laughs> he's like hell yeah let's do this it makes a lot of sense from his standpoint because yeah yes. like politically absolutely right like he's thinking what is the again he what he wants is an independent opa or not opa essentially but a independent belter government that is a you know equal party to the un and martian governments yes and if he can knock arrows into the, the sun. sun and then james holden has the only actual protomolecule sample assumedly they don't actually know but assumedly in the safe on the ship and he considers himself to be in a very good bargaining position with the other governments um he can maybe offer to share <laughs> that protomolecule thing as an effort as a you know a token of goodwill to share to get a seat at the table <laughs> um that's probably what his, I think that's what his number one goal would be with that. He could do some other things that probably wouldn't have as good of political consequences, like threaten people, but I don't think he wants to do that. He wants to, he wants to sit at the table with the big, with the big boys. Big so boys. that is his ultimate goal. So yeah, we now, the Naboo, Weird. we're hitting it. We're knocking arrows into the sun, baby. Sounds hot. The only question I have is this thing like feeds off energy, I thought. So wouldn't, Putting it in the sun be like really good for it. it I don't feeds know. Off radiation. Yes. What if it got the sun too powerful? It's really hot. <laughs> Please stop praying for my grandma. She's getting too powerful. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it just like because like the whole thing is the protovacu like went to the reactor and like hugged it and got energy and stuff. And how hot are those reactors? Do you know? Um, I don't know, but it just seems like maybe it hugs the sun and becomes a super weapon. I don't know. Like, like a, it just takes over the sun. Like it just the sun. Yeah, it just becomes very powerful. From the I I don't know. The, the sun. sun, the star, like a star. But then general, also they blow like it up. Hot. So yeah, they yeah. blow it up. So there's obviously it's not like an energy absorbing like like right. they could shoot the protomolecule things and it did damage. It healed itself, but this isn't. I mean, I mean, this is a very, probably a very basic question that I don't really answer. Because like, energy and radiation aren't the same things. Uh, they they kind of are. They are less interesting. Like, what about heat? What about heat and radiation? The the same. Yes. Well, so radiation is just like also yes. (laughs) Radiation is just like the from what I understand is like the movement of energy. It's like the like understanding. One of the ways heat moves is through radiation. Um, and then, yeah, it's just energy moving through a median. But uh, I yeah. get. I mean, the sun just—it seems so big and so hot. That's all. My no, I think I think it does burn up if it goes into the sun. I think it gets more powerful as it gets close because it's getting close to this like. Like oh, we like this. We like a lot this. of energy, oh, but oh, then you get too, too close, close and you too burn close. up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his name? I almost just said Oedipus. Uh, Icarus. Icarus, there you go. No, uh, Oedipus is a very different story. Yeah, very, <laughs> slightly <laughs> different. <laughs> that we don't need to go over here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one day we'll do the Greek tragedy Greek of Oedipus. Oedipus. <laughs> Oedipus. 
we don't need to do that. Yes. Um. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But we get back to the real hero of the story. Oh my, Mister Holden. Loser. Just got laid. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's killing it right now. He wakes up in Naomi's room. She's still there. She's talking in her sleep. He reflects that. Man, I didn't know she did that, and he probably doesn't know a lot about her, actually. <laughs> Which is true, he does not know a lot about her and her past. Um, she then murmurs that she's thirsty, so Holden, like a gentleman, goes, gets a glass of water, he comes back, sees her naked on the bed, gets an erection. Naomi, <laughs> Naomi asks, is that for me? Oh my god. To which Holden replies, yes. Because he didn't know. <laughs> the funny thing about this, he didn't know if he was talking about the glass of water or the erection. But either That's way, really it was a yes, so he had no wrong answer there. I'm so happy that you have these chapters and I don't, because I wouldn't be able to do these chapters. I These are my favorite chapters. I know they are, so um, we chose right when we divvied these up. Yeah, the romance isn't great in this book, but it's not supposed <laughs> to be a romance book. So, And there's no real... I mean, I I guess you do get more relationship drama ish later in the series, but it's not big time, big time. It's it's still um yeah, it's not it's, it's not like the... stupid drama. <laughs> like it's not like oh, you were talking to that lady over there, and I don't like. It's like actual right. like real shit. Like mm-hmm. oh, we have a big past we didn't know about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh. We do get some relationship talk. Nomi's, or actually Holden is like, what are we? Uh, classic. Which is the, the classic question that uh, Naomi answers pretty bluntly. She's like, all right, these are the terms. We're going to be exclusive. <laughs> I have some eggs <laughs> on Luna in Europe, that. if that matters. And uh, that's basically it. She's like, yeah, just don't fuck other people and let's just see where this goes. I like that. I like that she's immediately like, yo, I got eggs on Luna. It's baby. very, like, <laughs> it's interesting considering like later when they talk about the kid subject, Naomi mm-hmm. is like, wants none of it. She does. It's uh very clear. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really mm-hmm. want to have a kid or like is not very interested, but then it's interesting to hear. She says she has eggs on Luna in Europa. It's also interesting mm-hmm. that I, I presume that costs money. Like it's well, weird that a lot of money, right? What? Got to be a lot of money, right? Um, maybe not a lot. Like I, I don't know. I wonder how much it is to because you can do this in real life, right? You can freeze sperm and eggs. How much I've is had it? Friends, I've had friends talk about freezing oh, their eggs. Much really? No. Is it better to freeze uh, your eggs early? What do you What do you mean better? Oh, early. Yeah. Like I so mean, is I it? it is, so right? I know yeah. like your eggs are better if they're um. Oh wow. It can Actually, cost from six thousand to twenty thousand. Yeah, dude, it's expensive as shit. Yeah. Huh. but I. So is it is it better though? It's better because so I know like having it's like slightly better to have kids earlier in life because like eggs can get messed up and then you. Yeah. Yeah, that I stuff. don't. But I don't know it, for sure. Is it better? My, if my the, assumption is that it, it goes on the same scale as like a you know a woman biologically aging, right? Yeah. And then, but they do freeze, which is. Usually, that means uh, when you freeze things, they don't, they don't like live. cells replicate slowly, and like it, it yeah it helps things from going bad or aging. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm unfortunately not a very a, weird a pro at knowing the ins and outs thing, of 
egg and sperm freezing. Freezing. Sadly. I should sperm. be. This sounds I like bet a fun freezing thing sperm costs less. How much you want that? Dude, you can get a send to home sperm freezing kit. This is great stuff. How, how much? How much? I don't know. It's unclear, but it's like yeah. a hope kit that you get and just put in your own freezer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh honey where did the box in the freezer go <laughs> i love this article from 2020 at home firm sperm freezing spike seven reasons why more men are freezing their assets during covid19 wow why would covid drive that i wonder um i don't know I, I mean i i mean are people just having more existential thoughts about like oh fuck like i need to freeze my shit because who knows how many more pandemics we have or whatever because i've had those thoughts not about <laughs> freezing my own uh you know that stuff but uh you know just like existential stuff like that i mean that makes sense to me if that's what people are freaking out about like oh god sense of my urgency. Life is, my life could oh wow and at any moment and it could be a pandemic still Wow, it's only like two hundred bucks. Um, That's if cheap. You, if you just like put it in your freezer, which kind of makes money sense. If you don't do that. That it's just, so it's it's actually cheaper than egg freezing at um, a clinic too. It's only like a thousand, mm. which kind of makes sense because I feel like they're just less, like, I don't know, fragile. Like I feel like you can, and there's a lot of them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very non-sciencey about this, but that is my, um, or there's a pink tax. Who knows? But I, I wouldn't yeah, think probably, so. Probably, right? Like that is. Could there be. also might be. I mean, women are on more of a clock, right? Uh, yeah. So higher demand, right? So probably more demand. Definitely yeah. more demand. But uh, so yeah, not one ninety nine, and you can freeze your sperm. Not a sponsor. That's, that's nothing. Four um, easy payments of forty nine ninety nine. I might get one of these. Why not? Who <laughs> we? Again, dude, you're it's losing so money if you cheap. don't get one. It's so cheap. What if I have to? What if I get my? What if I'm like Holden and get irradiated? That wouldn't be good. That's yeah, Holden's. Yeah, wait a minute. Why did you even say this? Because Holden can't do anything. No, he says. Remember, he says he's like, I'm glad I have sperm freezed on somewhere. Oh, he's got. He's got sperm freeze too. Oh, oh you're right. So Everyone's, they both have. They, they both they have both their have bases their covered. Yeah, That's which is funny. interesting. But also, what I went back to before, she was like a poor belter girl. So how does she have the money to freeze eggs? Maybe it's cheap there. I don't know. Seems weird, maybe though. We, maybe we learn more about that and later when in the series. Do we? I don't think we do. Not that I have said. Why well, How we, far are you ahead? Um, I'm far ahead. I mean, we learn more about her past, but nothing about mm. why she froze eggs, I guess. That's fair. Um, so I don't think... Yeah, it's just interesting to me when she would have been like, yeah, I should freeze my eggs. Because right. it seems to me after this, she's very anti-kid, or at least like yeah. um, hesitant um, in the later talks they have about when Holden like either mentions like um, something about kids or mm. in birth and stuff. But uh, <laughs> birth, but yeah, so that's that's a thing. Uh, so yeah, they're officially. I would call this. They're officially in a relationship. They're exclusive. They did. Um, they have some more sex. Yep. Uh, they have coffee in bed, and our everything's fine and dandy. Nice. But then, in bed. Mm. <laughs> I've, I haven't had coffee in bed ever. Sounds really fucking nice. It sounds like it could get bad real quick. It's, I mean, it could be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. It could be literally, it could be a morning ruiner. But yes, 
It could also be so nice. I'm definitely going to do this someday. My we'll dog would jump up and knock that coffee out of my hand within seconds. I'm going to get some cold brew stuff and do you that. Up. In the you can summer. buy a gallon at one of my at a lot of my local places. Gallon of cold brew? Yeah, I see that yeah, a lot. A gallon of like whatever you want. That yeah. seems very popular. And then I'd, I'd get one per day. So. Oh my god. No, I'm joking. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unreal. You'd die of caffeine. Uh, you might. I would absolutely lose my mind. All right. Yeah. Um, Naomi. Oh, then Holden gets a call from Fred. Freddy boy. Uh, and he wants to talk in his office. And Naomi asks, Naomi asks if she should come too. Holden's like, yeah, I'm never letting you out of my sight. But he does eventually. Um, so they do get up to Fred's office. Miller's sitting there too. Um, and they, they, Fred goes over the plan with the Navu to run into Eros and Holden is all about it, but he's like, uh, why is Miller here? <laughs> Which is, is funny. Like, what is that guy doing here? And Fred's like, well, it's actually his idea and he will be the security, um, help attach nukes to the station to fend off Earth or Mars, uh, to make sure they don't go get a sample before we do this thing. Uh, which is fair, I think. Pretty good plan. Pretty good plan on uh, everyone's part here. Um, it's also really funny that Holden's just like on board too. He's like, "Yeah, let's run this everyone. big ship in there." There's no everyone is no has he like straight up like hell yeah, let's take the Naboo, this giant Mormon <laughs> ship that we've been working on for assumedly years and years. Yeah, and let's I just, mean, let's just say fuck it and just. Push this thing at arrows. It's also funny, it. man. The Mormons get actually screwed out of this. Absolutely, because they get they lose their ship. Yep. I guess we can go Big over time. this later, but they eventually they go get the ship again. Yep. yep. Which is mm-hmm. just hilarious, and then they don't Love give it, it back to the Mormons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And presumably the Mormons paid to to make it. Uh, I, right? So, you would assume that. Like, I don't understand. Is Fred going to pay them back, or, or I what's don't? He they do? never do. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> Which is it's pretty it's poor Mormon. <laughs> not good. It is sad. We can talk about them more in the Miller, the next Miller chapter, because they're like protesting, and it's very funny. Uh, yeah, sad. I mean, it, it seems like I don't know, maybe because Earth and Mars are more busy shooting each other than worrying about this. But it seems like the Mormons. I mean, they have enough money to create this generational ship. It seems like they they'd have a bigger pull on Earth, you know, to be like, yo, UN. The OTA just stole our ship. We just paid trillions of dollars for whatever help. But um, this to me, it screams like the Mormons have used their life savings and now they have nothing. I mean, that that could be it, too. (laughs) That is my thought. But it's sad. So then the only thing is Fred inquires about the protomolecule sample. He's like, "Uh, we should probably keep that safe here on Tycho. Mm. Um, And Holden is not about this. And. Kind of goes ham here. He calls Amos and it's like, you on the ship? Uh, if anyone comes to board the ship, leave and shoot anyone who tries to stop you. <laughs> Which is huge escalation. But um, they do have the most powerful ship in the uh, galaxy. So, well, in, yep. in the OTA. Galaxy. Yep. In the OTA, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. And so it's clear that Fred's not gonna, just going to take this thing. Um but Miller, oddly enough, decides to try to defuse the situation a little and actually sides with Holden here um, and is like, 
the the sample's probably safer with Holden, um, because they won't want to shoot Holden if they know he has the only sample in the in the galaxy left, um, which is kind of dubious uh, logic. Yeah, <laughs> like it's still Miller's like a bullshit. He's doing what he's got to do. For pretty his, big for risk to put it on right. Holden's ship, who's about to go. We saw what happened last time. I think Fred even says that. He's like, your ship got turned into Swiss cheese. And we're going like to go send you They might not that. shoot, but they could just, like, board them and fucking and take, take it. it. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I guess shooting I'll take like, it. There's, a, <laughs> there's, like, more things that can happen than just shooting. Yeah, it's not real great there. logic. But not sure. I, don't think, I think Fred, more likely that Fred just doesn't see Awake and, like, take it from him without political discourse. So yeah. he's like, I'll let this... Let this one go. I'm not gonna fight this battle here. Um But fair. And it's also funny because after the fact, Holden doesn't even realize that like Miller was on his side there. Very funny. Yeah, Holden like so Holden says, I thought Fred was gonna have Miller shoot me. And Naomi's like, Man, he was on your side. <laughs> Miller is on your side. He doesn't hate you. Like literally arguing for you yeah against spread that whole Just time holding so oblivious Dude. sometime so dumb to like anything that's going on to, yeah just like which is funny and why he's Our the best dumb boy yep yep and that is uh that is the end of chapter 45 of the holden chapter mr holden stuff so so what we've learned i so the rossi will be uh what what exactly is the plan i guess it they're so just the Rossi like going needs to clear first, the right? air to make sure yeah. nobody is in to the be way. kind of the first round of defense that nobody's in the way nobody's going to try to board and yeah. then because they they actually realized that an earth science ship and one corvette which is like a smaller ship kind of like the Rossi, but a little less advanced mm-hmm. is going there right now so they got to head them <laughs> off and then also keep other ships from right. doing anything and then uh Miller is going to go plant some bombs and then they're going to go best. hit it with uh, the Nauvoo into the sun and hopefully everything's all right. Easy. Do you, Easy what are your thoughts on the, the calculations needed in order to make this work in real life? Is this actually possible? Um, I think theoretically, I think to do this. So I don't think it's, I think it is possible. I don't think, that hitting it with a ship like eros is a freaking big thing and they even like say this later like the amount of energy it would take to make the move eros would be like crazy right. so like just hitting it with even a big ship i think the ship would crunch and then eros would go like slightly more towards the sun i think what they need to do is kind of like a pushing method like instead of like yeah. getting the Nevu up to high speed and then ramming it into it they would want to like get the Nevu, like match it with it and then kind of like start pushing it with the engines pushing i think that would be it, right? could you pull it i don't even know if that's possible probably but it i i think pulling with spaceships is uh dubious because you have the engine pointing back so back. it's hard to yeah. like tow anything yeah. because you're gonna melt your tow lines or whatever yeah yeah that makes sense um, yeah. so i think that's the real and remember when we talked about the asteroid mining like that's that was like kind of what they did or what yep. theoretically what yep. you do. You go push it into orbit, push it into your orbit, not like hit it with something like I think you definitely could like the mass there and like pool balls and stuff like things will bounce and we can predict that. But like Newton, Newton. yeah, Newton, Isaac, 
Newton, mm-hmm. Isaac Newton figured that out, and we can like yep. we know yep. we can theoretically know if I hit a cue ball at this angle, this speed, this is where the ball is going to go. And you can do the same thing with this asteroid, but doing it with a ship seems like I feel like the ship would just crunch and die. I feel like it doesn't have enough mass. Like a mosquito right. running into me, no matter how fast it's going, is never going to push me anywhere, really. Well, it just doesn't have enough mass. What if it's going at the speed of light? It'll go through you. It'll, It'll just, just carve a it, hole. It might go through me or it might just hurt. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like. I don't know either. Would that would that hurt? It probably, assumedly, it would hurt. I think right? it would go through me at that speed, technically, but or hmm. I don't know because this mosquito can go really fast. Like it just. What about a, what about a feather? A feather moving at the speed of light and it hit you. Are you? Are well, you the speed of light is super quick, so I <laughs> like <laughs> like that's this maybe, is maybe like a ridiculous thing maybe to think slight. about. <laughs> maybe we roll it back. A but I think I think the speed of light does go through you. But I think like the speed of like a bullet. I I bet it doesn't still, unless it's like pointy. Like I bet a Maybe feather hitting me at whatever three hundred meters per second still doesn't do me much damage. I mean, but you could figure out ball. the energy in that, right? You just the weight of the feather times uh, the acceleration. So just how fast it goes from whatever three hundred meters per second to zero. It's probably not that big a deal, but who knows? Or you could die. I think it's I think it's a plausible plan, but I think the better plan would be to push it. I I but don't. They're know. thinking maybe that they don't have time. To also, yours is big. The... I I think yeah. I just think yeah, that yours is, is really way large. too big. I know that they don't really give the actual size of the Navu, and I know it's really freaking big also. But like, yeah, I th- I just think the mass would be small and it would crunch. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. It's like a truck. Like if you just smashed a truck into a trailer, like yeah, you could move it like that. But a little, yeah. If it, the better idea would be to like pull it or push it. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, it, it does seem like an interesting plan, but it's the best I got. It's what they're doing. So they continue. They push on. Yes. Uh, and we are we are back with Miller, and he's like, oh, like probably shouldn't decide to withhold that much. Fred's probably going to be a little mad at that. <laughs> um. And uh, he is like, okay, I'm probably going to expect some payback here. And he has been assigned to help get rid of all of the protesters from the Nauvoo. Uh, the, the protesters, as you may have guessed, are the poor Mormons who have been working on their ship for uh, years and years and are getting it taken away from them. And they have figured that out somehow. I'm not really sure how they figured that out. I'm not sure if they told them that they were commandeering the ship or what, but it probably, it has not gone well, which um, (laughs) is understandable to me. And so Miller and his OPA team, um, they are, they, they do as they shoot. Uh, This is my understanding. I'm not sure if I understand this correctly. They pretty, they basically just drugged everyone. They shot like smoke that um, essentially is like weed and it, and it like makes everyone really high. And then they just move them out. I mean, that seems ideal, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did. So that's also seems that's like how they got a lot of people out. Is that allowed? Like, would I'm that be sure allowed that in the US? It sounds like a crime. It seems like a crime to me. But but I we also use like tear gas and shit. So it also seems like a crime to me. But right. So well, this seems like a better alternative, right? A lot of things seems like seem like crimes that. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that this is the they they've gotten rid of the they they kind of carry out all these these newly high Mormons. Um, and then they work over the next few hours getting rid of the stragglers who are hiding out on the Nauvoo. They are booby-trapping it. They're making it as hard as they possibly can to let the uh, OPA take their beloved generation ship. Um, and they're prepping it for a new mission. Get arrows. Uh, Miller reveals to himself and to us, the readers, that he has been continuing to listen to the Eros feed for hours at a time. This is extremely disturbing. This is not good, yes. my dude. So, Julie, hanging out with Miller, once again, she's sitting beside him, and she looks up, um, and she's just, you know, doing her thing, talking to Miller like she normally does. Um, and like like long sentences, which is very strange. Actually, Julie, again, continuing to have, uh, or I guess maybe Miller, I, again, depending on how you see this, Miller having more and more complex conversations with himself, <laughs> which is not necessarily good. Um, but he's broken out of his little daydream with Julie uh, by someone calling him the Antichrist, which I, which I love. Um, which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like a good Mormon insult, calling someone the Antichrist. So he's back. Uh, he gets called a vile excuse for a human. God knows you. He'll remember you. And uh, the prisoners leave. And we jump ahead a little bit. And the Naboo is getting... The only thing that I can think of is tugboating. It's just getting tugboated right out. Getting mm -hmm. pulled out of Tycho Station. A dozen tugs <laughs> are pulling them. So uh, that must be how you move a ship this big away from a station so that it doesn't just melt the station when it leaves. Um, that would be ideal. I mean, right? That's my thought, right? Is that it would just completely destroy Tycho Station if it decided to turn on because it's so big. Right. Because this thing is bigger than Tycho Station, right? Yeah, Isn't it's that pretty part massive. Of when the, yeah, it's, it's like bigger than It's the than biggest Tyco. ship ever created, I'm pretty sure. Right. right. That's wild to think about. That is wild to think about. But it makes sense. Um, so they've done it in about, it's been about eight hours uh, since they started working on getting everyone off the Naboo, and now they are seeing it off. And they're good to go. So um, Miller is just kind of thinking about all of the OPA soldiers and people that he's been working with throughout his last few uh, weeks, maybe just a week, I'm not sure, with the OPA. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just thinking about how these guys are just not a professional fighting force. They're not a Navy. Um, they wear a lot of hats. That kind of comes with growing up in the belt. And... Uh, He's like, you know what? If the if Fred cannot coordinate a peace treaty, um, these guys are just gonna get absolutely boned by the UN and Mars. Yes. So, but he thinks they probably won't ever lose either because the belt is the belt, and they'd probably do their guerrilla stuff in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. He's like, this could be could very well still not end well for anyone. Um, 
And as he's singing this, he kind of starts to head back to his apartment that he assumedly got after getting his job with Fred. And Fred calls him on his hand terminal. And Fred's like, I, hey, let's talk about the plan. Let's do this. Let's go over this one more time. Um, like, yo, so you really do uh, trust those friends of yours, don't you? And Miller's like, I actually don't have any friends, dude. <laughs> Which is such a, he's so emo. He's so like, <laughs> like that's the most ridiculous answer. Really going through um, it. <laughs> he's continuing to go through it. Continuing to go through it. Um, they, and then they talk about the plan a little bit more and, um, and how it's going. And then he gets back to his hole where we're returning to the, the lingo that we really know and love. Back to his hole. Uh, it's even more plain and nondescript than his hole on series was, which he thinks is is good. Cool. <laughs> um and he starts thinking about how the trip to Eros is going to take about 13 days in uh the ship that will be taking the OPA people over to Eros to plant all the bombs. Like this is gonna suck. And then as he does when he's alone, uh he thinks more about Julie. He thinks about how she had turned away all her wealth and privilege to work and live and fight in the belt. Um, and he respects that because that's, of course, he does because Miller respects everything about Julie, quote unquote, respects. Um, <laughs> I don't know if respect is the right word, but yeah. seems to be what he thinks he's doing. And then he leaves to get, to get to the docks to get ready for arrows. And then he gets to the ship. Everyone seems very happy. He's like, someone have a birthday? What's going on, Diogo? And Diogo... <laughs> first thing that comes to him. Diogo's like, uh, Mars literally nuked the absolute hell out of Phoebe. Nice. The Saturn moon that the protomolecule was discovered on. So, assumedly, what this means... Is that someone at in the Martian government now knows about the proto molecule and where it was discovered and what has happened? Good. And made the proactive choice to just blow the moon of Saturn off the. I was going to say off the face of the Earth, but that doesn't actually make any sense. <laughs> they blew it out of the, off the, base. base of the solar system. I guess. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't seem like it makes sense. I'll but... allow it. Well, yeah, so Miller's like, oh, that's kind of nice. Someone, that's kind of, someone did something smart. And it's, he's like, dang, all right, sweet. That seems like a good, a good thing. Um, and it does seem good. It seems like, honestly, for a lot of, I think I was reading the book, it seems like the first time that a, one of the governmental groups has made a choice that seems like it is good from our character's point of view, or at least informed. Um, Diogo suggests that there will be a Mars OPA alliance, uh, but he's joking. Realizes <laughs> that will never happen. Um, and then they get ready to kick off the arrows. Miller puts his headphones on and he listens to the beautiful music that is Eros. Uh, Julie fades into his view. She says, You belong with me once again. Uh, definitely not creepy uh, and weird. Definitely. Definitely not strange. 
Um, and then they they kick off. And he thinks about how Julie, he's going to meet Julie, which again, not uh, necessarily a healthy, smart thing to be thinking about right now, in my opinion. But that's okay. It's cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Miller's going crazy. I, I mean, again, he's, I don't know if slowly is the right word. He's just been crazy. He hasn't even. Yeah, he's, no. He's been crazy. This this is I mean, yeah, he has issues. He's that did happy not to get going to Arrows to be meeting, quote unquote, Julie, which cool. <laughs> uh Yeah, not, he uh, needed He needed good. to address needs, these things a long time ago and vacation. Now he needs he, he needs more than vacation. <laughs> he is way too down the path. He is He's gone, but uh, yeah, that's all right. He saves Earth, so what are you gonna do? Uh, Mister Holden, again, our real hero. He's eating breakfast, um, dude. You can't. You are just being the most disrespectful today that I've ever heard you be before. Uh, well, brutal. My guy is while while Mister Holden or Mister Miller's crying this is the, this with is his the imaginary girlfriend. Versus... My guy Holden's fucking. <laughs> Olin is a Chad right and now. eating breakfast. <laughs> Fog pilled. <He's... laughs> My dude is eating eating breakfast. He's got the he's on cloud nine. He's just like super happy. Going ham. He still hasn't told the Alex or Amos about um his relationship with Naomi. But uh it's it seems pretty clear that something's going on because when he asks Naomi to pass the butter. Um, Amos is like, "Holy shit, you guys are doing it," which, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And yeah, Alex, Amos has great, um, uh, reasoning skills there. And immediately Holden's like, "What the?" <laughs> but um, and he starts to go in the speech about like, so this won't affect the like ship chemistry and all that. And immediately Alex and Amos are like, "This doesn't matter at all. We're still gonna." Do our jobs and be one happy family. Uh, so that's good and very wholesome, and everybody's happy and together and good stuff. Uh, so we flash forward there near Eros, um, and that Corvette and the science ship that we're talking about are are getting close, or they're kind of heading together. And so Holden decides to tight beam them. Um, I should say. First, they're worried because they're like, why aren't they reaching out to us? We're a ship without a transponder, and we're, <laughs> we're a warship. So, And they're disguised, but even if they aren't disguised, the fact that they don't have a transponder means like the Corvette should have said, hey, why don't you have a transponder? What are you, what are you doing on Mark's ship? Um, but they didn't. Uh, so that, that was very weird. So Holden eventually... Is tired of waiting, decides to tight beam them um, and uh, see what's up. So he instructs Al- Alex to give him the juice just in case. So they're getting ready to fight if they have to, but Holden really doesn't want to, which is fair. Uh, so he, he tight beams them and young voice comes on and says, hey, we're going to shoot you unless you move off your flight plan away from Eros. Uh, Holden then instructs Alex to uh, paint them with their targeting laser, uh, 
which just lets them know, hey, we got guns. <laughs> and uh, says our ship's bigger, better, faster. Um, the Corvette then is like, that's funny. Are you threatening us, Master Jedi? <laughs> and then Holden says, no, we're not threatening you. We're going to shoot that ship behind you, <laughs> uh, which is a great move. Um, yeah, very, very tactical, Mr. Holden. I like what you did there. And there's right. there's like a pause, and then he's like, crap, they got us. And eventually they do start. Um, the ship stops uh, moving towards Eros. So they're like, all right, took care of that situation. Uh, but in the back of the head, they are worried because they, they have no way of knowing if they're calling for help. They're sending tight beams to somewhere else. Um, but they did uh, get them to stop moving towards Eros. So uh, they're doing their job so far of uh, protecting the skies. Um, so they they remain stationary over Eros. Holden and Naomi have a talk about Miller, which is interesting because Naomi sees Miller's side, uh, which kind of makes sense with, I mean, just her background of being a belter and, uh, and she's just better at reading situations and what's going on than Holden. I mean, practically everyone in the galaxy is, but uh, yeah, so Holden... Holden like is kind of taken aback at this. He's like, "What you, you think that I owe Miller something? He like killed a dude in cold blood." Um, and then Miller Naomi goes into this whole thing about what do you do if somebody on your ship goes crazy? Uh, and Holden immediately thinks that this analogy is about Miller and is like, "Well, I'd tie him up and." Shoot him if I have to. <laughs> which, wow, Holden. Wow. Which Ironic. is funny. Ironic. And then Naomi's like, well, yeah, that's what he thought about Dresden. And then Holden protests saying, well, Dresden was an immediate threat. But I, 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 Holden pisses me off so much. He's great. So much. So much. I like that he thinks he's talking about Miller. So then Amelia's like, yeah, well, we'll just shoot him or <laughs> tie him up. <laughs> uh that is good and then again he goes on they do a little like from my point of view uh type of thing here with (laughs) he's like well miller thought dresden was in immediate danger and and your problem here is that like you think you have the only right like what your right and wrong is is the only right and wrong in the universe and you're unwilling to compromise and miller has the same thing but his is (laughs) slightly different uh, so they they have a big old clash. Um, so I to Holden kind of he takes this better than I mean he takes it kind of poorly, um, but honestly better than I thought he would. Uh, and doesn't go like completely ballistic, which is kind of like how I think Holden would take it. Like he would just be like unwavering, like no, Miller's evil but i think naomi kind of plants a seed here that's like all right maybe we miller isn't 100 percent evil but uh it's uh yeah interesting stuff but bigger problems are on the horizon because now a bunch of ships are coming up on the radar and it looks like that little science science ship they in the corvette they stepped before has called for help which is not not ideal because the Rossi is one ship, and uh, it's yep, gonna be what they want. interesting. Yep, yep. Yeah, this. I mean that this little conversation, like 
<clears throat> like an absolute kind of Naomi gets the, the the exact difference between Holden and Miller, right? They just they have entirely different worldviews, mm-hmm. and they both are not super into entertaining others' ideas of those worldviews. Miller like takes his actions knowing what the consequences will be. Um, Holden just does what he thinks is right without thinking about the consequences. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, those are, that. that's kind of the, I mean, to me, that's kind of the main difference between these two characters that we have, right? Like, Miller does everything thinking about, okay, if I don't do this, what will happen? If I do do this, what will happen? And that's what he bases his decisions on, right? So he, approaching the Dresden situation, he is thinking about, like, the in his mind's eye, the two options, mm-hmm. you know, of this, of either letting Dresden live or not letting him live. And, you know, he came to the decision that he needed to kill Dresden, and that was the lesser of those two evils. Um when it just came to dealing with yeah. with that man. And Holden, of course, has his also has his opinions. He, however, is less about thinking of into the future and more about just thinking, okay, right now, what is the right thing to do? Uh, and that led him to his decision of, okay, we sh- this man is not, you know, committing a crime in front of my face right now. Um, so he should, but we know that he has committed a crime, so he should go jail or yeah whatever. and to holden's credit here so he does kind of like come around and have like at least right. thoughts so he like right. he says well he, he kind of has like this internal thought of am i angrier about him killing dresden or miller making a decision that disagreed with him right uh, so right which is good self-awareness good thoughts yeah, and then he also is like he also has the thoughts like to what you were saying miller had known that he was going to get kicked off the rosie and be outcast for doing this and he still did it um right. and which again he, doesn't necessarily make miller right um, <laughs> no, or a good but person it, but you know says that, something. that is right that is how he informed that is what his is informing the decisions that he's making yep. and has made yep yep about the book so it's good uh i like good that stuff. holden is that naomi makes holden do a little bit of introspection and thinking they're a great couple do a lot of they do good things is Naomi taller than Holden? Yeah, dude, she's a lot taller than him. I think he might. She might be. Yeah, she's like she's like seven feet, and he's like, or she's like six over six foot, and he's a normal human. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Very cute. I don't know. I don't know what what a cute is, couple. He's definitely looking up at her, which is hot. <laughs> Very. <laughs> so. Yeah, that brings us back to our boy, my boy, our boy. Their boy. Favorite boy. Miller. The boy. Even Miller Band. Back. Um, we start off this chapter with Arrow's feed saying over and over, you are and you aren't. You are and you aren't. <laughs> you are and you aren't. Which I love. I love this cold open with the Arrow's feed, with the psychological musings that are coming from it. Um, they're absolutely great. I love this. I love the stuff that comes out of Eros that Miller is listening to for hours on end. Um, which again, concerning, concerning. So as um, the ship with the OPA group has traveled to Eros, a lot of the protogen news about their involvement with Eros and the protomolecule is now public, 
what we've learned. Miller has been watching his Twitter feed, so to speak. Um, Earth is struggling to figure out how to deal with Protogen. The Mars ships are slowing down from the belt as Earth kind of retreats into itself a little bit to deal with this new political situation. Um, and then they arrive at Eros, the OPA guys and Miller. Miller and the group suit up and they head out to plant the bombs on Ferry Station. And Miller thinks about how uh, there's like a massive chance that they screw this up and instead of the Naboo knocking Eros into the sun, it just blows Eros up or something. Uh, and you just have protomolecule that just gets spread out everywhere and there's no containing it anymore. And that the, and he stops thinking about that because there's nothing he can do about that at this point. Um, but he's not wrong. It seems like there's a really small margin for error here um, with what they're trying to do. So Miller and the, and the squad, they're, they're walking around on the outside of Aero Station um, and they've anchored the ship behind them. Uh, there's just like a little scene how they've Landed in a bad spot for the bombs due to the spin or something along those lines. Um, and they have to tow the ship across the docks. So they're doing this. And while the, while the, the crew works here, they, you know, nothing, nothing crawls up out of arrows at them. It's relatively peaceful, you could say. And they set everything up and they start heading back. The, there, there's a second ship that is coming to pick them up. Not entirely sure why that is the plan, <laughs> but they are abandoning the first ship, and there is a second ship that is picking them up. Again, I don't necessarily understand why, but that's the plan. So as the, the OPA crew floats out to, to, pick, to get picked up, Miller doesn't go. And uh, Miller, Diogo's like, "Hey, dude, we got it. We're leaving. Like, this isn't. We're not waiting. We gotta go." <laughs> and Miller's like, yeah, "Okay, I'm actually just gonna stay. It's fine." <laughs> and um, Diogo, Miller's thinking to himself, he's like, "Okay, like I got all these arguments. Like here, blah 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 blah." <laughs> and Diogo's just like, "Okay, cool. That's <laughs> good, man." And he just turns off his feed and gets going, and the ship leaves. And Miller's just hanging out on arrows by himself. He stayed. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. Uh, that's it. There, he, he's on it. No one can really pick him up at this point. Yeah, this is concerning behavior. I just uh, got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Miller, uh, you know, he stands there. Uh, he, you know, he looks up at the stars. He starts weeping because he's, but he's also smiling. He's kind of happy. Um, and, uh, you know, Julie floating beside him and she tells him that everything will be fine which seems uh not true but that's okay um and miller just kind of hangs out for like an hour he just stands around looking around um and then he eventually he makes his way back to the ship that they left behind uh he curls up in a in a crash couch and instead of listening to eros he listens to some songs that he liked as a child. Very cute. Off to sleep. So, uh, again, 
Miller in a concerning situation. Hmm. Food. Um, we jump ahead. Miller eating breakfast. He's woken up. <laughs> He's timed it. The Naboo due to collide with Eros in mere hours. Uh, um, one thing that is odd, Miller listening. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. Listening to. <coughs> Ooh, okay. Wow. I'm going to have to edit that out. No, it's in there. <laughs> mm. Wow. Okay. God bless. Alive. Miller, um, he notices, he listens to it, and he notices that the arrow's feed has gone quiet. Uh-oh. I don't see any problems with this. Ominous. Um, he walks out of the ship onto arrows. He looks up, and he can see the glow of the Naboo on the horizon. <laughs> Again, extremely concerning. Fancy. Miller is excited. Watch the collision. He's ready for it. He's like, hell yeah, this is going to be fucking dope. I think it'd be pretty cool, to be honest. He's going to, I mean, but he dies, right? Like, isn't that? Almost certainly. But <laughs> it still would be cool. I mean, I don't know. See, the thing is, like, he's not got a great life ahead of him anyway. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, this is weird. But he's it would be go. cool to watch. This is, he cool. is essentially, I mean, he is essentially killing himself right like i mean that is no clear. this is suicide yeah yeah, yeah 100%. he's made his he's made his choice um yeah but uh he's got a couple more things before he goes uh the glow of the naboo it's getting closer fills a quarter of the sky uh and he listens back into the aerospace he's, he's i think he's just listening to this whole time actually all of a sudden it's changed its tone it's now kind of a lower rising sound and it's getting louder um the naboo bigger and bigger and bigger miller takes a deep breath uh closes his eyes waits for impact i I also don't understand why he closed his eyes he just said he wanted to watch it um but then in a dramatic moment the arrow's feed yells out don't you fucking Touch me. Eh. Crazy. And the Naboo, you can see the ship itself clearly in the sky. And it sails past Eros. It misses. Uh, Miller is like dumbfounded. He's like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Miller kind of looks up at the stars, trying to figure out why it missed. And he realizes that based on the stars are all in different positions and he's like oh uh we eros has shifted uh in some way because the stars have shifted (laughs) uh and it doesn't seem possible for the naboo to have changed course so suddenly so eros must have dodged the naboo it must have moved out of the way crazy Uh, Magic. Not good. Don't you fucking touch me, Dak. (laughs) Wow. All caps in the book. It's dramatic. It's very crazy, considering that in this universe, um, what's it called? 
inertia seems to matter. Like inertia matters. Yep. Inertia matters. Like you can't just move without feeling the effects of G forces. So, but it seems like arrows just did, which is odd. And then also, when a morte. Yeah. Also, the the freaking just teleported basically, which is crazy. What does um, that mean? Is that like a... What? Wait, what does it say? Bono Morte? What does that mean? Morte. I think that's something to do with death, right? Good death? Is it called good death? My god, what a what a dark phrase. Um, I think it might be. Muerto is death, I'm pretty sure. Buena, buena Morte. I mean, that sounds like good death. Probably buena, is. Buena... It's Italian, actually. Ah, well, that would make sense. So, dude, it means a good death. Yeah, that's that, what that makes Yogo sense. Said. That's metal. Holy shit! Who said good death? Yogo. Yogo. was like, "Hey, not comment." It was like, "All right." Buena muerte. Buena muerte. <laughs> I mean, it's on brand. I I approve. Everyone doesn't give a fuck. It, yeah, clearly. Um, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, arrows dodged. Uh, Naboo flying off into space now. Yep. Chekhov's Naboo. Yep. Uh, yeah, goodbye, Naboo. We'll, we'll learn about more what happens to that later. But right now, people on the Rossi are going absolutely bonkers. Amos just says, holy shit. Um, and then climbs up to ops for some weird reason. Like, I know he's freaking out, but like he can talk to him over comps. Uh, Holden's asking Alex, like, did that just happen? Like, did we just see Eros move? And I feel like I understand why Amos climbs up to hang out. To be with his friends. I mean, yeah, this would be like if something weird is happening, or like if something crazy is happening. I mean, it's kind of the same reason. Like, all, if something crazy happens, like you jump in, like your group yeah, chat immediately. That's yeah, true, like, but they can thing. still like group chat without it. But yeah, it's still uh, Holden's upset at this. He's like, "Dude, get back to your freaking post." <laughs> but Amos nothing to see here. He says, "What?" Holden. He says nothing to see here. Nothing crazy going on. Get back. Yeah, get he's like, "Panic won't help. We gotta keep calm." But they are like going nuts here. I mean, Alex is doing the best. Holden blames the military training for Alex and him being able to uh, kind of keep cool even when weird shit is happening. Um, but so Amos is like, Eros is massive, and the energy to move a rock like that would be insurmountable. Naomi does the math in her head and is like, "What is? What does she say? Would I put it? Hundred kilo? What am I doing? Exojoules, ten exojoules, which is a lot of energy." Apparent a hundred kilos converted directly to energy. So, um, that's insane. Cause like they said, it's like a two megaton fusion, but not megaton, gigaton. Which so like normal fusion bombs like that we've dropped are like megatons. So gigaton is like thousands of times more than that. So it's a lot, a lot of energy it would take to move to move Eros. Or that was just the heat, I think. Yeah, that was the heat um, loss, which is crazy. Nuts. Um, but also means that the laws of physics are still in play here. It's not actually magic, but kind of magic, because it just moved um, in the blink of an eye and didn't require any uh, inertia. Like, 
freaking uh, Miller still alive and stuff. So that's nuts. They're they're all freaking out about it. Um, and Holden keeps asking Alex if Eros is moving. Alex is like, no, it's just staying there. But then it starts moving again. Uh, so they they all freak out. Uh, Holden Holden tells Amos to get back to engineering, and if he doesn't, he's gonna I don't know shoot him. And so Al- Amos goes back there, uh, and Holden directs Alex to follow that meteor thing, the asteroid. Um, so Alex does, but then something even weirder happens. It disappears off radar, which sucks because that is how the ships use our like track it right they they bounce the radar off it and uh track where it is so they have to use optics so they're basically using a telescope to uh track this thing and try to try to stay within range which is uh crazy to them um during this time holden calls that unn corvette and is like hey we're gonna try to chase this rock um, because we'll never find it again if we go out of sight, because it doesn't have radar. So if they lose it, they're the only ones who know where it is, because they are the only ones looking at it right now. So, And it's hard to find something without radar if you're just looking in the sky when space is basically infinite. So they gotta, they gotta track this thing, keep nowhere it goes. And the UN, it's kind of funny. So first of all, the real captain comes on, uh, which is Holden is like, ah, the real captain. <laughs> Um, but then also, uh, they say something that's a little concerning. They're like, all right, we'll come with you to chase this rock, but it's just because we, we want to watch you and see where you're doing, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And I wouldn't say is encouraging for Holden and the gang, but at least they have another set of eyes and, uh, another ship coming along with them. Um, so that is good. Then Holden makes the call to Fred Johnson. And during this whole time, the rock is speeding up. They're at four G's now. So it's actually, it's even, it's even more than speeding up because it's like accelerating its acceleration, which is kind of funny to think about because acceleration is the change in speed, but it's, it's constantly accelerating. I think it's called a jerk, which is kind of funny. That's what you call the change in acceleration. So it's, it's keep, it keeps jerking. (laughs) It keeps jerking. It's getting faster. They're going at four G's now, um, which is really high like uh holden's like struggling to talk to fred johnson if you imagine like four times your weight on you that's that's not would not be that's like 600 pounds sitting on me that would that'd be freaking hard to do anything um so he's talking with fred johnson um and they're trying to come up with a plan to stop the rock they can't set off the nukes because it's on a proximity fuse which seems like a stupid idea who who decided that um, but it notes that, like, who's like, all right, we'll just set these nukes up to to only go off if we're in proximity. I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. Um, but does to note be that fair, this didn't seem possible up until exactly right now. Right. I guess so. still seems like a silly idea. But Miller has the remote codes. Very convenient. <laughs> um, so one's like, all right, we'll try to get the remote codes to see if we can blow this rock, blow the nukes. Um, so they call the Belter ship and he asked for Miller and the Belters like kind of like snicker and then like, all right, we'll give it to you and connect him to Miller. Uh, so this is the fun part when, uh, 
when Holden realizes that Miller is on Eros. He he kind of tells Miller the plan. Hey, we want to set up the nukes. You got the codes? And Miller's like, yeah, we can do that, I guess. And he's like, well, we'll have to talk to your techs to like be able to make sure we set this off right. And Miller's like, ah, I can't help you with that one. And he's like, damn it, Miller. Why are you like pissing everyone off? He's like, well, uh, it's not that I pissed him off, really. <laughs> I'm still on Eros. And uh, yeah, Holden's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I mean, assumably, like, everyone would be like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Unreal. It would just be like, Miller, my guy. What? Like, why? What do you mean you're on Eros? <laughs> this is the most ludicrous answer you could possibly get. Miller yeah. always just buttoned in where he doesn't belong. Absolutely unreal. This is great. I love. <laughs> I love it. He's just so nonchalant about it too. He's also, like, Miller is just laughing this whole time. He's like, "Oh man, this is so funny. I love how funny this is. It's great. It's great. He's on Eros doing shit. God. Man, yeah. what a great um, that. Yeah, yeah. That is the end of our group of chapters today. Um." So we are rapidly approaching the end, end of book one. Of book one. Uh, whoops. It's getting very exciting. Truly. Dude, who is your uh, person of the week? Uh, I. Player of the month. I think. I have my I'm answer. Not gonna give it, I'm not going to give it to Miller this week. Thank you. Um, didn't really do anything. <laughs> he didn't. He really came up with the plan, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, I in my opinion, it's still a dumb. I don't know why everyone agrees with it. The plan, in my opinion, is not good. <laughs> um, All right. Everyone thought it was great. Who's your Who's your person of the week? I know mine. I think. I don't think I'm going to give it to Holden either. No one. We don't actually have a lot of. Ooh. So I have a thought. Yeah, again, tell me yours. Tell me. I'm yours. saying Naomi for I mean I can hold into gear. Um too. the only other thing you could do is maybe Fred. I think Naomi gets it though, for me. Just for being the voice of reason in Holden's head. And also getting our boy some action. <laughs> but uh she handles like everything in in these set of chapters very well, in my yeah, opinion. I... I agree. She's, I think she. I think she does does good here. She does well. I agree. I think Fred is probably my runner up. I agree. Although again, Fred doesn't really seem like he. Diego goes pretty ham. Of, yeah, Fred doesn't really Diego, contribute. Fred doesn't like make a lot of decisions. This book. He's just like he is caught between. He Miller loses and the Holden battle too. Getting yeah. the proto molecule. Um. So. I don't think Fred. I Fred will probably be my employee of the month in the future, but I still don't think he is right now. I think I'm going to give it to Naomi, too. Again, primarily because no one did a whole lot of stuff this in these chapters, but Naomi seems like she did the best what she had. <laughs> really good explanation from me. But yeah, no, I think I agree. I think she's the MVP. MVP. Seven. MVP. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wow. That's her first win, isn't it? It might be. It's it her first be. W Probably so far. 
I'll be the first of many. No, she want or I picked her the first one. But you picked Julie. Oh, um, yeah. You picked Naomi the very first episode? Wow. Yeah, yeah man. That's fair. She's, She's a beast. She handled I, she I made Naomi Julie she made auto. Holden not do stupid things. I gave it to her out of respect. All right. Respect. She earned it. Lieutenant Kelly. Miller's got Kelly two. Will earn more. Although she has she Oh man, Miller's got a three. lot of she gains a lot of competition actually next book with employees of the month in my opinion There's yeah a lot it's of, gonna be gonna be wild i mean yeah miller's never winning anymore so he's not gonna really move up in the rankings no no well, although he is huh? one of the he's gonna be he is a legend he goes down a legend he, that's for damn he's sure. a you're a legend <laughs> miller <laughs> what is that what is that from i don't know what that's from what is it uh <laughs> it's some oh, what you're, a legend. You're, uh, you're a legend like man i wish we knew i wish i knew what that was from shoot it's some stupid like you're you're a legend i don't know it's great yeah it's great I though either, but I, that is from something man i wish i could remember what that was from we probably never um, will know yeah, he is legendary. He'll go down as one of the all-time great employee of the month <laughs> uh, winners. Uh, but yeah, again, next next book, I think we have a lot of competition with Avasarala, Bobby, Amos Avasarla. steps it up next book. Man, um, we just have slightly different pronunciations for like every character there is. <laughs> the Ro- the is, Ross, you call it the Rossinante. I call it the Rosinante. Avasarala. Yeah. Avasarala. Avasarala, I think is the proper. Amos? I don't, yeah, I think you're wrong. Amos. Oh, well, is that the same? I we? think in the show, and I think they call it, well, for one, they call it the Rossi. So I'm pretty sure my definition of the Rosinante I call is, uh, yeah. Maybe they my say Rossi. That. It is R. It is R O C I. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably the whatever the vowel O word is. It's probably the vowel O versus my Rosinante. Dude, is it from. Uh, the Mandalorian. You're a legend, Mando. I don't know. Oh my God, it is. You're definitely <laughs> yes. You're right. You're a legend, just... Mando. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my God. I love it. You're, You're a legend, legend. man. <laughs> You're a legend, Miller. Uh, they all hate you, Mando, because you're a legend. That's the yeah. quote. <laughs> It's true. They all hate you, Miller, because you're a legend. That's that is uh, what's her name? That's wow. That is so true. That's Julie to Miller. You're a legend, Miller. So they all hate you. They all hate you. You're a legend. Uh, wow, incredible. That's it. I knew He's, it. He is a legend. I'm glad. Carl Weathers. Oh, Carl Weathers is so good. Love him. He's unreal. Love his acting style. He lo- Amazing. In Arrested, he's so good in Arrested Development. Uh, oh well, so, do we do we want to talk about Science Tuesday? Do you think we want to? Yeah, are we are we wrapping up? Is there anything we want to touch on before we move on to Science Tuesday? Um, I don't know. I think we went pretty hard. Good. All right. I think we did good. Let's so, do it. Yes. Science Tuesday. The Thermi, Thermi, Fermi paradox. Hey. Exciting stuff. Named after Italian American physicist Enrico Fermi. 
Um, it's uh, what this is is the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial civilizations, despite the estimated high probability that there are extraterrestrials. So basically, where are the freaking aliens? Is is what this paradox is. There's billions of stars. Some of them have to have Earth-like planets. <laughs> and some of those Earth-like planets should have intelligent life. And their stars billions of years older than us. So, like, they've had time to come say hi, but they haven't. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very weird and, and scary thought that there okay. should be aliens, but they, they won't talk to us. They're, they're ghosting. They hate us. They hate us because we're legends. <laughs> yeah, I. It's a fun, the fun paradox. Again, we've talked about this before the show, but I, not necessarily a believe, necessarily a believer that this equation, or the paradox, the Drake equation, is necessarily one hundred percent correct. But I am not uh, a theoreticist or an expert. Theoreticist, I don't think that's a thing. Anything. Well, I'm making it a thing. Uh, I don't theorize things for a living, like uh, like this Drake man, Mr. Drake, Frank, Frank Drake. The, it's just uh, the the numbers are so big. There's billions of galaxies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced. Trillions. I'm not convinced. So the fun part about the Fermi paradox, the fact that we have not found any alien life, the reasons why, the potential reasons why, we, yeah, technically we should have found alien, not technically, but I guess probabilistically, we should have discovered other uh, intelligent cosmological societies. Yes, uh, there's some great, there's some great reasons for why this may or may not have happened, uh, which is the good stuff. To discuss here yes so, so some, some hypothetical explanations uh one major category the rarity of intelligent life yeah this is the less fun category yeah i agree but it's still fun but also slightly scary well yeah one of uh, them is i mean the thought here is that it's just we're that there's not any other there is this is we're we're it maybe uh there's just no other life. There's no other intelligent life. We are unique. Or the intelligent life gets knocked out by catastrophic events before they can go interstellar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is scary. That means it's going to happen to us. Yeah, we're not actually interstellar yet. So we're still in that. We're in still that stellar. Zone. So that is uh, definitely a thing. But... We, we don't really know. We can't really tell at this point. True or not, that's why it's a hypothetical explanation. Um, another, another major category of hypothetical explanations for this. Evolutionary explanations. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that other alien species have not developed advanced technologies. Like uh, the, good old, the good old human race has. Um, because they're dumb. They're dumb as hell. They don't have big brains. 
Basically. Yeah. All these are basically like um, things evolved differently or not necessarily how they evolved right. on Earth, which right. kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then we um, have Jack's favorite one. What? The, the true? Nuke, the nuke theory. What's the new theory? No, the nuke, the nuke theory. Oh, that we nuke each other? Yeah, the yeah. nature of intelligent life is to destroy itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think I like that. Um, <laughs> I, I think sicko. everyone should have nukes, and You're absolutely sicko. We should use them more often. No, uh, it kind of makes sense, right? Because we almost blew ourselves up. We got really close, um, and then didn't yet. I mean, we still could. There's still, still thousands of nukes, close, right? Yeah, like plenty of nukes. Ended that could blow up the world we have plenty enough to do it so i mean i think even like 10 would be pretty catastrophic like if we just set 10 of the biggest nukes we had off would be very bad for the earth um so and we have thousands so uh we're not out of the woods and we still don't have (laughs) uh interstellar travel so it's definitely still possible that we blow ourselves up and possible that other civilizations develop nukes and then blow themselves up so Mm. it would make sense to me I, yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. Who wouldn't blow themselves up if they had nukes? I'm not, I'm, us, maybe? I'm not convinced. I'm also not convinced. That is for sure. Yes. We have some fun, some fun sociological explanations. Those, these are the most fun. One of them. They're all fun. Is that? <laughs> this one's my favorite because, okay. I, because I just fucking love it. The first one. I'll do the first one. Okay. Colonization. Is not the cosmic norm. What? I All mean, we do incredible. is colonize. I know, but that's it's not Funny. the cosmic norm. We are the imperialist scum of the universe. Yeah, and I mean, this kind of makes sense. Like, who knows? I think this kind of goes with the, the the evolution thing too. Like, who knows how? Yeah. Like, like other life may not. I don't know. Exist by dominating other tribes because right, it's kind of like right. what humans have done throughout. Like you dominate your other tribes and then try to you enjoy dominating, uh, take them over. What's best for your tribe is best. So, yeah, that's uh, that'd be interesting and like good that. for I us like probably. The idea that like humans are like these ridiculous massive warmongers and that was why everyone's like, oh fuck, we don't want to talk to them. Like, uh, yeah, I mean. Theoretically, they could just wipe us out, but then they're not warmongers, so they wouldn't do that. So, yeah, weird. The other one, I like this. Space is just too big. <laughs> Aliens have settled part of the galaxy, but not our part. Which possible? That seems possible it's to a me. Freaking big galaxy, like very large. And you could still come over from time to time if you wanted. But also I, seems you could call. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. our parents. <laughs> um. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Uh, also, alien species may not live on planets. Seems dubious. That does seem dubious. That doesn't even seem possible to me. Uh, also, I have a child's understanding of many things. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Naboo thing. Like, if we Earth like became uninhabitable and then we just built a spaceship and then lived on that somehow, uh, but could we? Maybe. Maybe they adapted to living like they're belters, man. Maybe they adapted to living in space, um, and that's just how they have to live now. That's literally what the belters are like. They can't. They literally can't go back to Earth and live because their bodies are too weak. 
or at least weak <laughs> from a gravitational standpoint. Brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, which I kind of makes sense. I mean, it's in the expanse. It makes sense. It's yeah. We we read books about it. It's not not nonfiction books, but yes. Um, and then there's another. Oh, I think I'm gonna skip ahead to the zoo. Is that where you're going? Uh, you know, there's one other one though. Uh, one other fun theory is that communication is too dangerous for them. So, oh yeah, they're like, well, they're I mean, this is me. a this is a thing that's going on right now. There's literally like votes on like, should we try to contact aliens? Because like, right. it might be dangerous. Like, <laughs> like theoretically, any alien that hears us would uh, would be powerful enough to come kill us. Or anybody who could come here would be powerful enough to kill us. Yeah, like if they got here, it'd be game over. Yeah, if they have the tech to do that, then they have the tech to destroy us. Yeah, uh, we also would want to con- get into contact with any, you know, massive galactic beings, a la Galactus, Dormammu, Thanos, Galactus. Yeah, yeah. We if we found Thanos, that would be sad. <laughs> Not good. Ah, shit. All right. No, all right. Good try, guys. We don't even have any superheroes. We're way behind. Yeah, we don't have any superheroes. Not good. Not good. Who would rise to the challenge? Who would be? We need We need the mountain. We need uh, Thor Bjornsson or whatever his name is. He's our only hope. Yeah, not good. I don't think he can beat Thanos. <laughs> he can deadlift a thousand pounds, though. Eh? Pretty, pretty impressive. We'll show the aliens Maybe. that. He tries to challenge him to a 1v1 deadlift contest. We might win. Might win. True. Um, um yeah the zoo the zoo I, we the, yeah this theory is that we are a zoo they're deliberately not contacting us and just like studying us this and... is the star trek theory right kinda i mean it's like because the whole star trek thing is that they i mean even though they're constantly interfering but with, they interfere all the freaking time i know they do it's the dumb rule that they don't ever follow but technically they're not supposed to interfere with the local planets that i are... like the one there's one where they go to a planet who's like is isolationist and don't want to be interfered with and then they uh they're like all right data convinces them to let them leave but just wipe their memory oh and then but then they realize data's lying and they're like why is data lying we have to go back to that galaxy and figure out why we don't remember anything and then they go back again and and data's like i told you not to go back here and then the aliens want to kill him again but uh Not good. So that could be it. That could be a thing. Love that. I like that it's a zoo. Oh, my other... Yeah, so the zoo one is great. I hope there are people watching us and yeah, our podcast. And my other favorite one is the uh, the simulation. That it's yeah, a simulation and we're the only ones. I don't like the simulation. I. It's the most probable. Which seems dumb to me. No. What... It's fun. It's great. You don't want to be a simulation? I just think it's dumb. In what way? Every way, I think. That's how I think it's dumb. Why is it dumb, though? I, it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I, it's hard to articulate why I think it's dumb. I just think it's dumb. I think it's cool. I mean, I what's the difference? That, I don't deny that it, I guess it explains... Um, it, it, it attempts to explain the unexplainable in a way that is somewhat funny i guess it is funny yeah it's definitely funny it's it's also like so the the math is like what are the odds so like we can theoretically the way computing is going 
simulate a universe eventually. And then it's like, what are the odds that we're the first things to ever do that? So pretty low, pretty low, because um, theoretically everyone can get there. So then we are probably the simulation, which is great. Wow. It doesn't. But is it any different? I feel I like it. does it change our lives at all if we're life, a simulation? Life is, life is still meaningless. <laughs> yeah, like either way, like we we don't really understand what's going on here. So yeah. it'd be kind of cool, but it's also kind of scary because like, what if somebody just unplugs the simulation? But we're just proc gen, is what you're saying. That this is all just proc gen. Yes. Very highly advanced proc gen. Basically, it could be. I think the zoo one is more fun. <laughs> I like the I like the idea that we're a zoo and value. You just like you're again. You're just a sicko. You just want to get watched all the time. Exhibitionist, right here. Yeah, is, yep, I think yeah, those are pretty similar. Like, what's the difference if we're a zoo or we're the simulation? Relatively at the least, same. Yeah, at least in the zoo, I don't know. At least in the zoo, we're still like. What the simulation creeps me out. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, either way, it's it's. I think it's the same for me either way. Has the simulation been going for four billion years? Yes. Well, in our That's time, Earth. Like you got Earth. That's not even how old is the universe? I don't even know. I think it's like twelve billion or something. Uh, let's see. Universe timeline. But like, that could be like you can run simulations at like massive speeds and like yeah, we're experiencing time like this, but like maybe to the being that's like nothing. Um. Speed run their new game plus years. Final. I'm not getting a great timeline here, real quick. I really want to know. Someone tell me. Oh no, I just type in how old is the universe? No, that seems stupid. Uh, yeah, okay, 12 to 15 billion years. Oh, the earth isn't even that. Oh, much never mind, younger. never mind, never mind. Um, 13.8 billion is that wrong? Oh, yeah, 12 to 15 billion. I'm right. Weird. A lot of things happened in one second. We went to infiltration to quant quark soup to the big freeze out. Who knows how accurate this is? Parting company, wait. first galaxies in modern universe. I can't wait for the third impact to go back to being soup. Really I, great. We are going to be soup one day. We're also getting farther. Eventually, you won't be able to see all the galaxies in the sky because they're all floating away. That, that shit's creepy. I don't like that. Uh, it's a little bit creepy, but I don't like that we're just like flying through. Also, it is weird. It's very odd, but it also is the reason why we're here. Because like theoretically, all the mass and all the mass in our local group will eventually just become one black hole. Yeah, it's also not. But ideal. then that that's kind of sad. But then also, we, we like the rate at which the universe is expanding means we won't yeah see the other galaxies that aren't in our local gravitational group mm. which seems odd but what about the economy yeah i know that's what i'm worried about as well <laughs> that is the most it important makes my, thing. it makes my whole life seem so important it, oh no <laughs> why am i here serve butter earth forms Wow, Earth did form pretty late. Pretty late. Wait, really? It seems like it's not that... Like, it's only, like, like 8 billion years after the universe formed. Wait, wait did you just hear what you said? 8 yeah, billion mean, years. But it's four, we're 4 billion old already. We don't seem that old. Um, 
Like, I mean, well, like, Earth is scale. How old is Earth? Four billion. But then, how old is life? Life is only like a billion, right? I'm googling. Oh, all right. Yeah, life is three point seven billions. About. What? See, wow, damn. That's just so, so life much formed, time. Like very quickly after Earth. That form. blows That's my mind. I mean, like a billion years, but yeah. That's yeah, but I mean, like. That's uh, that's nuts. All right, I'm convinced. There still should be life on other. There should be life on other planets. See, that, he gets it. This guy gets now it. I, I didn't realize that the timeline was like that for Earth. Yeah, there should be the Dark Ages. Life. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, all right. I think we've meandered around about that enough, to be quite honest. Yeah, um, I agree. The first stars, I can hear my dogs whining uh, in the background. Good. But, um, yeah, that is our that is episode seven of our read-through of Leviathan Wakes, book one of The Expanse. Zach, how are you feeling? Uh, queasy, but, <laughs> but enlightened. Queasy, but enlightened. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, I'm not sure that that's a good thing, but it's definitely something. Uh, yep. So, um, I am Ben. That was Dak. You can find us at the guys who did this on Facebook and Instagram at guys who did this on Twitter. Nova, you can support the show at the guys who did this on Patreon. And if you have a correction, comment, or question, you can email us at the guys who did this at gmail.com. Yes. And also, the music for this episode was Racing Light by Kilobyte from Night Mode Records. All right, that will do it for episode seven. Tune in next week for the finale of season one. I'm excited. Of The Expanse. It is going to be fireworks. Maybe. I hope. (laughs) All right. GG. Goodbye.